You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I love Isaiah chapter 3 and chapter 4. The book of Isaiah is a great book. Chapter 3 is introducing the tribulation. Schofield's Bible says he thinks it changes to the millennial reign of Christ, chapter 4. He's a better theologian than I am. I think chapter 4, verse 1, belongs in the tribulation. In that day, seven women will take hold of one man. And said, we will wear our own apparel. And that has nothing to do with men's clothing. But we'll wear our own apparel. We'll buy our own clothes. Only we want your name to remove our shame. In, in Middle East cu- custom, it was a custom for a lady to get married and have children. And it was a shame to a woman not to bear children. That's why Hannah in the Bible was so broken in spirit. That's why uh, Elizabeth was broken in spirit. That's why even Mary uh, wanted children in God. But, but it, it, just the way it was, people looked down on you for that. And the Bible, because of the tribulation, many men will die. And this chapter 4 says, we'll, we'll, we'll take hold of one man and seven ladies say, we, we want to be your, your wife, but you, just give us your name. We don't want anything to do with you. We'll, we'll buy, wear our own apparel. Just take away our shame and reproach. That, has to, that can't be a millennium. That, has to be, that still has to be the tribulation and the effects of the tribulation. Chapter 3 Would you allow me just to take a few minutes to introduce it first by reading chapter 3. Verse number 4 says, I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. We'll see something about this today as I speak about in a few moments the family in the last days. The Bible says, people shall be oppressed one of another, and everyone by his neighbor And the child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, the old person, and the base against the honorable. When a man shall take hold of his brother, there's even dissension in the home, and the house of his father, saying, Thou hast clothing, be thou our ruler, let us ruin, and let this ruin be under thy hand. I don't want to take responsibility. you, You go ahead and lead us, because we want to blame you for it. And in that day, That's a familiar statement with Isaiah. In that day, he shall swear, saying, I will not be a healer, for in my house is neither bread nor clothing. Make me not as the ruler of the people. Jerusalem is ruined. Judah is fallen because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of the Lord. Families, there's a twofold responsibility. One is for the father to his family, and one is the family to his father. I echo amen to everything you said. I'm not embarrassed what he said. Masculinity for men is under attack, and femininity is attack on the women. We're just reversing the roles. Man, this week in a local business, he went to his boss and said, I'm a man, he became a woman. And he said, now, and I want to be very careful. I say this in mixed company. Uh, it's that time of the month for me, and I cannot work the next five days. 
and the company had to let them off work. That's not, that's not, that's not possible, ladies and gentlemen. That's called, that's called sin and a reproach to a nation. When we begin to tell God, God is foolish. He created male and female, but he made a mistake. There's other things in male and female. That's not true. The Bible is true. Let every man, the Bible should be called a liar. By the time we get back to the home, father, mother, children. Ephesians says, father, father, husbands, love your wife. That's your job. The Bible says, wives, submit yourself to your own husband. The Bible says that same text, children, obey your parents. Let's get back in our area and stop redefining the homes. Get quiet in here now. I, I want you to see that chapter three is introduced by chapter two. And in chapter two, the Bible says in verse seven, their land is full of silver and gold, neither is there any end to their treasure. In these last days, in chapter two, if you have a heading there, it is the last days. Verse two, chapter two, it's a kind of passing in the last days. And it says in the last days, there's going to be a flow of money and money will be circulating and money will, will be the issue of the day. We, we do know the monetary system is going to fail. We do know there'll be a one world government, one world religion and a one world currency. And so when you hear of the Silicon Valley bank collapsing and other banks collapsing, get used to it, ladies and gentlemen, nothing you can do about that. And, and the Bible said that it looked like they're doing great. And verse number eight, their land was full of idols and they worshiped the work of their own hands, their own fingers. Uh, the, 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 it was a day where the money was flowing and, and uh, in that day it's going to be uh, where lands and it's so important. And verse number nine, and the mean man bows down, great men humbleth himself. And, and he talks about this, is, they're going to, they're going to, false worship. They're going to humble themselves for their idols. Verse number 11, the lofty looks of man shall be humbled. The haughtiness of men shall be bowed down. And the Lord alone shall be exalted. There's coming that day for the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and lifted up and shall be brought low. Verse 17, the loftiness of man. God's going to deal with his pride. And now we move into chapter three. By way of introduction, as we get to the message of the family in the last days, chapter three, verse one, for behold, the Lord, God's going to do something. The Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away Jerusalem from Judah. Okay, Jerusalem and Judah are going to be under siege. That's why our attention is so much these days on Jerusalem. And Jerusalem's a hated city because it's a city of God. He put his name there. And they're going to gather together after the, in the tribulation. And at the close of the tribulation, have Armageddon. And they're going to fight against Israel. And every nation will turn against Israel. Rome, the Bible says, and the Pope will turn against Israel. Governments of the earth, kings of the earth, presidents of the earth will turn against Israel and the fight will be on. Napoleon said, this is the best place to have a world war in the Valley of Megiddo. It's called Armageddon and there will be an Armageddon. But King Jesus is gonna come back and win the battle. The Bible says, don't, don't miss verse number one. For behold, the Lord of hosts taketh away Jerusalem and Judah. Watch this now. The stay and staff. What does that mean? Well, in our Hebrew language, that is both 
male gender and female gender in the word itself. And I'm, I'm just amazed. I've been studying for children's chapels uh, this coming year. And uh, everything, whether it's trees, has male and female. Animals, plants. And they all, it's just an amazing thing how that everything God created was that way. And God says, I'll take away the stay and the staff. In other words, the, the, this that does all the supporting there's a structure to a found. This building has a huge foundation, a, a huge, that, that holds this superstructure. The length of this in width, the width of this building here is longer than a half the length from that door to that door of the football field. And to hold up this free span, there's a great foundation, the support, the staff and the stay. And, 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 couples and families and working together. And God says, it's going to all be removed. Watch what he says. The mighty man, the man of war, the judge, the prophet, the prudent, the ancient, the old person, the captain of 50, the honorable man and the counselor and the cunning artifactor and the eloquent orator, God says what's going to take place, and here's the first one. Children are going to dominate. And I will give children to be their princess. You see, when leadership fails, anarchy always follows. I was reading an author this past week of this book of Isaiah, this text, from years ago, years ago. And he talked about how that, in this text, that princes and leadership, what we'd call presidents and kings today, they will fail. And the reason he says, as they looked in the scripture, they'll fail because they're inept leaders. Wow, that sounds familiar. Have no idea what's going on. How about our schools? When was the last time you talked about, heard, heard, heard anybody in the news talk about reading, writing, arithmetic, science, STEM? When was the last time you heard about mathematics? You know what it's all about? How we can legalize more sin and how we can get a parent's life out of the life of the child. Parents, you have no business, according to that business, but the Bible says you're to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition, not government. These kids know all what they're saying in recent days. They think your children belong to them. But your children does not, do not belong to government. First, they belong to God, Psalm 127. And they've been entrusted to your care to bring them up under God's holy, uh, holy walk, walk in their life. God, God gave you a responsibility. And here he says, these children are going to rule over them. You don't think children rule, go to a store. Watch who's ruling the roost. If a kid doesn't get what he wants, he'll throw a temper tantrum until he gets it. And then mother begins, or father begins to negotiate. Okay, you're quiet, I'll give you this. You'll watch them throw it down. Mother again, I'll give you a candy bar. They'll throw it down. I want that thing right there. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, children are in charge of it. We live in that day today. That's not the child's fault, that's the parent's fault. That's the system's fault. That's not God's design for the family. 
Fathers, you're not, the Bible says, provoke not your children to wrath. Don't discourage them. So many narcissistic dads and mothers. You have no idea what you're doing because you haven't taken the time to read and study the Word of God. You don't know, we don't know in this country any longer heritage. When that great flag passes our way, we don't spit on it or we don't kneel on it. We stand for that flag. That's our heritage. So I don't like that. Well, then go to the country you like. Don't disrupt ours. We'll help you with a ticket to whatever country you want. Where do you want to go? China? Russia? Iraq, Iran, we'll help you. This is a place called America. One nation under God. Supreme Court said that three times in rulings. This is a Christian nation. We don't act like Christians, but it was founded upon the Bible. The Bible says men, children shall re- dysfunctional homes. Is your home dysfunctional? Dad, are you all over the map? You're narcissistic. You're training your sons and daughters to be angry and upset and, and, and always have to, they always have to win everything and they have to have everything their way. You've not, the, the, the child needs to be brought up to be kind and to be loving and to be, live for others and not to provoke one another to wrath. Notice what else happens in this last day. Not only did children dominate, the ancient men are set aside. Verse five. And the people shall oppress everyone by another, everyone his neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient and the base against the honorable. How tragic we hear that in the subways in New York City, they're targeting elderly people and coming by and hitting them in the head from back behind and knocking them out and stealing things. When in this country, we used to think, hold the door for the ancient. Help the ancient. Draw from the ancient. This man has, this lady has, Titus chapter two, they're ancient, they're older, they have knowledge, they have experience. I need to pull from that wealth of experience and learn from them. You kids, your mother and dad, by God's grace, are godly and God-fearing and have gone through life, uh, don't, don't throw them out and say, well, after all now, I'm 15, I know what I want to do. No, you don't know anything. A wise son will draw from his father. A wise daughter will draw from her mother and father. Yes, they will. And here the word of God says, they remove the ancient, that ancient guy, get rid of that old guy, unless you're president of the United States. You'll be okay. Verse number six, family turmoil. In the last days, children will rule over the, the family. In the last day will set aside the ancient. Let me just say a word on that. I just thought of this. How come there's never a traffic jam to a rest home? A nursing home. Yes, sir. I was speaking to a soul winner yesterday that came back from another state and said, it's such a pathetic thing to see in this little farming community, this, this nursing home, and there's so many sweet, elderly, elderly, elderly people there. They've never heard the gospel of Christ. Americans, Caucasian Americans predominantly that live right there. They're going to live and die, and they're living and dying without any hope. But that's every nursing home in America. 
our other building that's about six blocks away. I remember pastoring there. We've been here 48 years. I was there uh, on that property 32 years. Been in this building 17 years, maybe 31 years, I guess. I'm not sure. I'd live in that rest home. It would be so easy to leave my office, go visit more than we do today. I wish I should, I should spend more. Those people would wheel in. The nurses would wheel them to church. Come to church. I led many folks to Christ over there. I stood and held the hand of many people that were dying, passing away, had the funerals for so many. Now, wait a minute. I never one time have seen a traffic jam to that nursing home. Never one time. And I know, thank God, that when you cannot care for a, a family member that needs more care than you're capable of giving, I, I do thank God for these places and rehab places. I, I thank God for them. So often we dump them off there and say, okay, I, I'll see you three years from now. I know a man who's my age exactly. You probably can think of who it is. And he's been in a wheelchair. He lived right next door. He now lives a little distance away in the next city over here. And, 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 and he's just my dear, dear, sweet friend. We're the same age. But he's been, it's been 50 years now. And, that, and, and you know what? In 50 years, his brother, his sister, his parents are now gone. He never had one family visit him. Not one time. Not one time. I can recall the times, just occasionally he would say, I, I, I'd like to know my, see my sister. How tragic that the home is under destruction, the turmoil in the home. And, and notice what he says in verse number Verse number six we, six, we read, verse seven, in that day shall he swear, saying, I will not be a healer in my house. I'm, I'm not going to get involved. For neither bread or clothing, you, you give me bread, you give me food, you give me clothing. Uh, I, I'm not going to, don't make me a ruler of the people. I don't want, I don't care what you give me. I don't want to be bothered with this family. There are scores of people in this room today you would love to have a father on Father's Day, but dad's already passed away. On Mother's Day, you would have loved to have had a mother on Mother's Day if she's passed away. And I'm certainly not the only one. My wife's not the only one. Many of you are in the same condition. We go now to, to, the, to the, the store to get a Father's Day card, but we don't need one for our, our get, to get one for a mother or a father. They're gone. They're passed away. You have a father right now. You build him into a great man. You encourage your dad. They say, well, it's all about the kids. No, it's about the dad and the mama. And the recipients, you know, I look at my life, I want to live in such a way, and I, I fail so much. I want to live in such a way that God says, there's a man I can bless. And because of the, hopefully, the blessing of God in my life, I hope you get the overflow. That doesn't say I'm a, I'm a perfect man. I'm so far from it. But I want to be able to pastor a church that God says, there's a man, he's trying to lead his people right. I want to bless that church. My, his eyes, 2 Chronicles 16, 9, are going to and fro, looking for a righteous man that he can bless. I'm going to bless that man. And in your home, may it be that daddy is such a godly, God-fearing man, and mama, a God-fearing, that the children just get the overflow. Notice what else in the last days, what's happening. Verse number nine, the show of their countenance doth witness against them. Stop right there. In other words, you can tell something's not right. What is it? 
they declare their sin as Sodom. They hide it not. Woe to their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Sodom, the problem with Sodom in, in Genesis 19, where men were burning in their lust for men and women were burning in their lust for women. That destroys the home. That ruins the home. In the beginning, God created male and female, created he them, mother and dad, husband and wife, man and woman. That's what God did. You can try to redefine it all you want to redefine it, but that's man's wisdom versus God's wisdom. I'm going with God's wisdom. The show their countenance doth witness against them. That's why this day in which we live, every single one of the parties in Washington, D.C. just voted recently, parents don't have a right to know about your kids. Something's wrong. Get rid of that crowd. Get rid of the crowd that all they're pushing is not how can we have more righteousness? How can we have more responsibility? How can we take care of things in this country? How can we have a strong defense? That's all Bible, but we're doing this stuff. How can we have more sin? And pay people for their sin. And pay people for laziness. That's the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Look what else happens. As for my people, verse 12, Children of their oppressors. And women rule over them. I am not suggesting that women are second rate. But according to the word of God, God calls a man to be a preacher of the gospel. Quiet on that one. He has to be the husband of one wife. So it can't be a wife of one wife. That's the word of God. You say, well, what about the Bible when God gave us, a, God gave us an Esther and God gave us a, a Ruth and, and God gave us a Deborah? Deborah had to step to the front because a man would not step. And God raises up, yes, God raises up women. Proverbs 31. Oh, my goodness. I, we, can, we, we can't make it without a wife, without a woman, without you ladies, without grand. Just couldn't make it. My wife knows what a failure I've been at that. Last 13, 12, 13 weeks, I've tried to keep the house going as she's recovering. I tell you what, I don't, I don't know how you women do it. I just don't know how you do it. Our Sunday school class gave a hammer away today. I'm gonna pick one up. And the next time that stupid, should I say that word, that dumb wash machine will not open for me, I'm taking a hammer to it, I pledged it. I promise God. I don't know what about these dumb things. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know why you cannot. I, I've tried forcing it open. Why, why, and it says press three seconds. What's that? Why don't you just push it in and push the button, let it go. And it locked on me the other day. I fought that thing. I'd go back about a half hour later, try it again. I went back an hour later, try it again. It was, it, it, I don't know if it's a female wash machine or a male wash machine, but it's got problems. I'll tell you that right now. It's dysfunctional. I thought about calling you, Brother Bruce. I literally thought about calling you. Help me. Help me. But you don't know anything about that. You don't know how to wash clothes either. You know how to fix the motor. 
I'm telling you, I just, I get so frustrated. What is natural for you? I'm not diminishing ladies. Our homes run so smoothly because of you ladies. But God says the husband is the head. Husband is the word, Latin word, house, H-U-S, house, band. He bands the house together. Sir, you're not to make your home disruptive. Well, I'm the boss. Sit down and shut your mouth and listen. That's not, that's not Bible. You're caring for your children. As a father pitieth his child, the Bible says. You respect your wife. You love your wife. You treat her like gold so you can treat your son how to treat his wife. God did not give you the leadership room. When it says the husband's the head, the word head sets a direction. Now, I'm not going to set any major direction without talking to my mate. We've been married 50 years. I think she knows something. But the buck stops here. I thank God for this church. But I'm responsible for this church. Hebrews 13, I am going to give an account to God, not you. I'm going to give an account to God. The Bible says women shall rule over them. Look at verse 28, uh, verse 18. In that day, the Lord will take away bravery, the destruction of male masculinity. We're afraid. What is masculinity? Well, let's not go to the Bible. Let's go to the internet. Here's what the definition in the internet says about masculinity. Strength, courage, independence, Leadership, assertiveness, and heroism. Not bad. I don't know how much longer it's going to stay in there. Masculinity is in a crisis. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. I gave up on the news. My wife said, listen, what this premier or whatever he is in Japan was saying, in Italy was saying, listen what he said. Next year, we're not having a pride month in Italy. We're having a family month. Good idea. The Bible needs, uh, there needs to be in our homes a revival, in our our homes, a, a Bible revival. Joshua said it this way. Joshua 24, 15. I spoke last Sunday on this day. But I didn't give you this verse, and I, I had it, but I just didn't have enough time. Joshua 24, 15, choose ye this day whom you will serve. I'm still a dad, but our kids are long gone. But I still have a responsibility for my kids. All my boys, all three of our boys were preaching the gospel today. I'm responsible to pray for them. Our girls are all in church today, serving God with their husbands. I'm responsible. All 14 of our kids are in church today, morning and night. I'm responsible. Well, I can't see them very often. I can't talk to them, but I would talk on the phone, but I can't do what I face to face. But I have more responsibility now because by the grace of God, I hope they know there's an ancient. 
that prays for them throughout the day. Because all it takes for all of us is one moment of insanity to destroy our lives. The home's in desperate need today. And this is what the Bible says in the last days it's going to look like. Brother against brother, family against family. I am pledging today, I'm not going to allow that in my life. I want to be the father, the grandfather. I want to be what I should be till Jesus takes me home. I believe every lady should say, I want to be the, the, the daughter, the, the mother, the, the wife to help assist my husband, my dad, that he'll be what he ought to be. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.